of the craziest things that I heard at work today. Yes. Just fucking madness. So I'm talking to them about how I'm doing my research because I'm doing it at work as per usual. Uh, yes. About yogurt. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is the name of the game today. And then someone says to me, my ex-girlfriend had to take a yogurt suppository to clean out an infection. And I'm just like, oh my god. Like, did a, did a fucking witch doctor tell you about that? Was that a real prescribed thing? It was, yes, so it that is. was fine. Like, yogurt suppository as in, like... In your cooch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I understand the purposes because I also have a bit of it in my notes. Um, I mean, just but is this like we weren't putting dairy up our assholes. Just, just the vagina. Just the vagina. But like full, like just like yogurt, or is it like an actual like a medical? No, 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 no. medical thing. Very medical. Okay. Yeah, no, I clarified that very swiftly, and then that's the not crazy- what I'm going to be talking about. This might be what you're going to talk about. The second, no, the most crazy thing I heard today, the most insane thing. Char says to me, we're talking about this and we're talking about how vaginas are ecosystems and you shouldn't do anything to them ever. Just like, don't. Douching is bad. Um, Anyways, and she goes, yeah, girls used to soak their tampons in yogurt and just shove them up there. What? The horror. (laughs) Right? Like, there's no words. Well, is it wrong that the thing that I'm most uncomfortable about by that is that it's like, it's going to expand the tampon that it's going to be really hard to put in. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong that that's the part you're most concerned about. That's I need a- you to focus up on the fucking disgustingness of that. Ugh. But also, yeah. So, <laughs> we're not talking about vaginal health today. I mean, we're not not, though. Very true. We're always talking about vaginal health sometimes. <laughs> it's a very important topic, and apparently one that nobody decided to talk about until, like, again, the mid-2000s. Yes. And even well, then. And at your work today, just yeah. chatting. Just chatting. Uh, what we are talking about is yogurt. Yogurt! On uh, today's episode of Pantry Staples, everybody, welcome. The podcast where we dish on your favorite foods. I'm Marika. And I'm Emily. Um, and I'm going to tell you some things about yogurt, if that's okay. Yeah, I'm yogurt. Ready, ready. Let's go, Gert. <laughs> Let's go, Gert. I was waiting for someone to say, like, the Gert, like, pun of it all. Uh, I hate like, it. Okay. Those, those yogurt, the yogurt, gogurt, gogurt tubes, that's what they were called. Those yeah, were I've... horrible. I have those specifically slated for a nice discussion at the end of my notes. Oh, so, so hold sorry. off. Hold that's off. That's the 90s, and we're not there yet. <sighs> You're right. Okay. Well, let me take you back. So, yogurt. Mm-hmm. Yogurt is just fermented milk. Yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> so, basically, you get these yogurt cultures. That's the bacteria in them. Mm. They ferment. They turn the sugars into lactic acid. Okay. That's what gives yogurt its flavor and texture. So kind so of you know how to make similar food. to like what we've been talking about already, right? Like that's the thing is like the principles of fermentation are pretty standard. <laughs> like there's conversion of stuff to make other stuff uh, through processes. Cool. Um, <laughs> do you know how to make yogurt? Have you ever made yogurt? Ah, uh, no. My mom has though. My grandpa used to make yogurt all the time. Yeah, pretty good. He also made his own homemade granola. It was just like a real situation over there in terms of breakfast excellence. Yeah, homemade yogurt with homemade granola. 
Yeah, it's a little good. Although I was always a bit sketched out about it because I get really nervous around dairy. Like, just <laughs> like you know how some people are like, it's fine, it expired yesterday for a carton of milk? Absolutely mm. not. I will never do that. I won't even drink it if it's on the same day. And I actively don't believe that expiration dates on things are real. Like, I know that they're fake, but I won't do it. But you believe that they're fake in the wrong way. No, like, I you believe, believe that they're, that they're fake, fake, fake in the right way. Like, like I believe that we probably have more time on the milk than they say that they give us, but I won't chance it because I'm so freaked out about the idea of having even one sip of bad milk. I feel like I used to be that way and I've gotten real lax and it's good. I'm real lax. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're Sorry. It's funny because right as you like <laughs> screamed lactose, I was about to scream laxative. So <laughs> glad we're on the same wang length. <laughs> that sounded like wang length, and we are. We both have massive wangs. Um, <laughs> okay, we have to get back on track. I'm scared of yogurt okay. that is homemade or any dairy product. But anyways, to make yogurt, you heat the milk. The reason you heat the milk is it allows the milk proteins to break down so that they don't form curds when you are uh, working with it and when it's cooling and aging later. Mm. Uh, and then once, I think it's like about 85 degrees Celsius that you want to heat it to. And then you bring it back down to about 45 degrees Celsius. That's where the cultures are actually introduced. Then it's just a waiting game until the milk changes into yogurt. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And there you go. That's what, that's what's getting you your yogurt there. That's so easy. So- <laughs> I know it sounds like stupid simple but I think that really speaks to the whole like why do we have it because it's dead easy mm-hmm. like people weren't just gonna create these techniques thousands of years ago if they were really complex like this is why French sauces are a little newer than like bread right yeah you know? yeah anyways so the origins of yogurt can be traced back to approximately 10 to 5000 BCE People say 5,000, but domestication of animals occurred around 10,000 BCE, so we can reasonably assume that this was also the start. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can also assume that the invention of yogurt was a total accident. Of course. (laughs) Like, of course it was. Uh, With the lack of refrigeration, milk was being stored in bags made out of intestines, (laughs) which have enzymes in them that help them to, like, you know, ferment, to curdle, to do all this stuff. And again, I know that we said we don't want curdling in our yogurt but it's just part of the whole game yeah so anyways the bacteria in yogurt which is l delbrucki subspecies bulgaricus yep is believed to have originated on plants now how would you get a bacteria that's found on plants in your milk huh really fucking easily as it turns out (laughs) just just like everything's all around everywhere like you probably got some like grass in your milk at some point Or, this is the other interesting idea of it, is that you have cows or yaks or sheep or any of the other milkable animals, the almonds, uh, just lying in the grass. And then they just get their udders in the, like, bacteria. And next thing you know, you introduce it while you're milking them. Yeah, and it's not like you've got refrigeration or really sealable containers. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just going to go from there. So that makes complete sense. (laughs) Yeah. Beyond this spontaneous origin, there are kind of a mythical origin as well. It is said in Persian culture, I believe, that an angel brought down the first pot of yogurt, 
which I think is lovely. Mm -hmm. And the ancient Turks were said to gift the angels and the stars that protected them with yogurt. So there's this idea of yogurt being something both divinely given and also as an offering to the gods, which how lovely and how crazy indicative of how important it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have a bunch of biblical references, like a bunch. (laughs) So one, when the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and the roasted meat and he served it to the men. As they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. So that's Genesis 18.8. We have a Persian source that I believe is actually quoted in the Bible that says, Abraham owed his fecundity and longevity to the regular ingestion of yogurt. (laughs) So like a straight up, just like add in the Bible for Activia. Yes. Um, Then we have the most famous biblical passage, I think, for like a lot of people, like it's just one that you've already heard, is... So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that and land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Now that says milk there, but it is widely assumed that that is actually yogurt or at least kind of like a prototype yogurt because what are the chances that you are getting milk straight from the teeth that has not had like any kind of nothing going on with it? No, that's yogurt. Especially like what we know of the like cuisines and dietary cultures of those places exactly like the idea of eating yogurt with honey such a common thing Uh to have this almost kind of magical product in some ways (laughs) because of how we've positioned it within these like mythologies uh it also probably owes its popularity not just to those kind of elements and how much people actually liked eating it but how easy it actually was for them to eat Uh adults could digest this without shitting their pants because when you ferment something you take the lactose that's in the milk and it converts to lactic acid which adult humans can very easily process yes so instead of something that is going to make you lose nutrients you now have something that is going to give you all these lovely animal fats and calories that you desperately need yeah perfection (laughs) so there you go i read one article from npr and i am going to read you the title because it's pure perfection we didn't build this city on rock and roll it was yogurt very good article was mediocre title fucking outstanding (laughs) and like it's kind of true and it's one of the reasons that people got like big and strong enough to make cities so really we have yaks and sheep to blame for capitalism we always knew that anyway we did anyways So we are seeing these fermented milk products in such a wide variety of places and in a bunch of different forms. I'm not going to list every single like version of yogurt in the whole world, but I will give you a few. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ancient Greeks produced Oxygala. Thracians made Prokish. People in the Balkans had their own version. Gallen mentions a thick yogurt that was consumed with honey. Again, mother honey reference. uh, A way that ancient Indians records call the combination of yogurt and honey to be the food of the gods. So again, this lovely divinity in it. Pliny, because he's got to have his fucking say, said that barbarous nations knew how to thicken the milk into a substance with an agreeable acidity. I mean, he's never wrong, which is the worst bit about it. He's just like the worst ever. Also, barbarous doesn't mean like savage. It just means not from around here in this context. So I will defend Pliny on that one. Um, 11th century CE, Turks wrote the book Diwan Lughat al-Turk by Mamat Kashgari and Kudagu Bilig by Yusuf Hashabi, Hajib, sorry, where yogurt was mentioned as part of the nomadic diet 
of the ancient Turkish people. Uh, we also have Roman Emperor Elagabalus, who writes two recipes for sour milk. Not enough chances to bring him up, so glad to have you today. <laughs> we also have a lot of mentions of yogurt being used as a beauty product and also for health benefits. So the idea that yogurt is going to, like, get you right, not new. No. Like, this is right from the beginning. Uh, it's said to cure indigestion issues in the stomach, intestines, and liver, as well as to increase appetite. Genghis Khan, who just for time period context, around 1229 is when he was said to die. Yes. That he one I know to... for some reason. <laughs> really? Uh, yes. Hmm. I definitely don't. I had to look that up. Anyways, he was said to feed his armies yogurt to make them braver, which again, after pickles last week, and then this, and then miso, like everybody just has their favorite fermented food that they take on campaign. They're like, guys, seriously, this is going to do it for us. Yes, yes. So I love that. Uh, I should also say that there is a huge tradition of Persian women smearing yogurt on their faces to increase their beauty. Again, Cleopatra with her pickles. What can you do? Um, (laughs) This one is one of my favorites. King Francis I of France was said to have been cured by the Ottoman Emperor Suleiman the Magnificent, who reigned from 1520 to 1566. Not a super long reign, so I don't really know why we're taking health advice from him, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, This man, this emperor's doctor, cured Francis I of serious diarrhea in one source or depression in another by making him eat yogurt. Sure. I could see it working both ways. Right? I mean... (laughs) you're sad get some yogurt if you can't stop shitting get some yogurt maybe you're sad because you can't that's it right (laughs) you're pooping too much you are gonna be upset anyways we see yogurt staying predominantly in the middle east kind of asian mediterranean areas until around i mean obviously there's exceptions to it but around the 19th century ce that's where predominantly it's being produced that's not to say we have skill from ireland or not ireland sorry iceland that is that's very faux pas um they're like very proud of their skill. So like they around, I think it's 1875 CE have the beginning of that skill in Iceland. There's a bunch of others that are coming up too, but I think that we have to, in some cases, regard those as independent uh, yeah. from the creation elsewhere because they're also quite different. Like it's more custardy in Europe than it is elsewhere. Anyways, uh, so mainly... There's not a huge place in, like, the food canon of Europeans until much later for yogurt. Yeah. Traditionally, it's not really huge. Until we get around 1919, where Isaac Caruso, who is a man from Ottoman-controlled Greece, who is living in Barcelona, you're, like, nodding your head, thank you, uh, began industrializing the production of yogurt. He named his company after his son, calling it Danone, for little Daniel, uh, based out of Paris for a few decades. I know I love that, but then I was like... That's a cute fact for a multinational corporation. <laughs> uh, anyways, 1942 moved the company to New York, brought industrialized yogurt to North America. That was, I think, or at least to my understanding, kind of the first really big company to do yogurt there. Yes. That's what I read too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I did like a bit of looking on like their website and just like very briefly scanned a Wikipedia article about it. And it's like, yeah, they bought this. They bought that. All of the different yogurts. They actually own them. You think that you can get this other yogurt that isn't? No, it's all owned by them too. Also, they totally owned like, um, like a bunch of like cookie brands and just like alcohol and like just weird, weird stuff like Cronenberg beer. That was owned by them for one point. Like real diversity. Anyways, whatever. I'll allow it. 
Um, then let me just tell you about, that's kind of where I got to in terms of the history of the actual yogurt, but let's talk about the history of fermentation and our understanding of it. Around 1900s, this was when the idea that fermentation produced clinically measurable benefits was kind of proven in scare quotes mm. because it wasn't, it was just slightly more scientific <laughs> than everybody being like, I think that this thing's pretty good. Um, yep. until this point, it was definitely considered to be true but science wasn't able to conclusively link the bacteria and yeast of fermented foods with any health effects so 1860s the understanding that bacteria and yeast were in fermentation was discovered by louis pasteur the guy who did pasteurization so you have 1905 Eli mechnikov mechnikov i'm only hesitating there because he has a very bulgarian name but i had written down before i saw the bulgarian name the english translation of it and i'm like hmm how should I say this? I don't know. Anyways, he's real famous. You could look it up. Uh, he has like a Nobel Peace Prize or no, not a Nobel, uh, Nobel Prize for science, not peace. No, bacteria does not equal peace. Could. Just science. I suppose it could. Yeah. Anyways, not this time though. Uh, <laughs> he associated the presence of lactobacilli in yogurt with the lactobacilli in the colon. So he's like, all of these Bulgarians, because he's Bulgarians, they seem to live like a really long time. That's pretty cool. And then he goes, we also seem to eat a ton of yogurt, like a real lot of yogurt. Wonder if that's linked. And then he saw that both of them were there. So he's like, ha ha, it has to be the same cause and causation and all that. Um, anyways, in a study, there's on this other story that I didn't really want to talk about, so I didn't actually write it down, but I guess I will just try and briefly explain to you what I remember, where basically some scientist dude was like, I think this bacteria is pretty good. I guess we just put it in the assholes of six-year-olds and see what goes. So that happened. And some things happened that were fine. Fortunately. Uh, fortunately. Then, in a 1922 study, Lactobacillus uh, acidophilus was used in 30 patients. They had a variety of things, so eczema, chronic constipation, and diarrhea. And they showed considerable improvements, again, scare quotes, in uh, their conditions after being treated with this bacteria. Interesting. But again, not really conclusive. The idea that yogurt or other probiotics could legitimately help gut health was swiftly questioned by some smart thinking folk, uh, especially when it was proven that lactobacillus bulgaris, bulgaricus and streptococcus thermophilus, which were the two main kinds of bacteria found in yogurt, they're not capable of colonizing the human intestine. So it's like they just die when they get in there. It's not doing anything. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> However, lactobacillus acidophilus which was the one that um, Metchnikoff had like studied and seen like these conclusive, like yogurt has it, your asshole has it, good. Uh, it was found to survive in the stomach if it was added to the milk that it before the yogurt was like colonized, then it would be present there too. Which again is just like something we could already assume from these other studies, but doesn't really prove anything. Yeah, it just proves that like that one strain isn't useless it's not even that it's not useless it's just that it survives in there like right, we yeah. can't prove that it's doing anything good and again everyone's like yeah they're antipathogenic which is i suppose one thing again i don't even think that that's been proven but like yeah just because it's not letting bad things happen doesn't necessarily mean it's having good things happen 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, these supposed benefits of yogurt are wild. It's funny because, like, I did kind of, like, do all this research. And just I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, like, probiotics, like, we don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Like, all of the good versus bad bacteria stuff was, like, oversimplified. Mm-hmm. Just, like, approach to, like, the microbiome in particular and, like, health in general. And... But it also was, like, I was, you know, personally raised to believe that, like, yogurt is good and, like, probiotics. And it's, like, yeah, like, if you're on antibiotics, like, you should eat yogurt and, like, take probiotics. That, I think, is a legitimate one that yeah. we can, like, that seems, again, that study seems like it proves it. You do obviously want, like, stuff, like, bacteria in your gut. And if you're taking antibiotics, it is proven that it removes that. And if we have one in yogurt that is found to be resistant, yes, that makes sense to put it there. Yeah. And I also wonder if, like, it's, this is a bit of a, like, vitamin C kind of situation where it's like your body only needs so much. So it's like if you're low because you're on some, like like antibiotics and it's depleting the natural bacteria in your body then like yeah you can take some more and they'll maybe stick but if you've already got like lots that makes total sense and i would imagine that that's real also please let us use the term gut flora more often i feel like that's wildly disgusting and i enjoy it Ugh, all of it just the whole (laughs) Uh, i love it i think it's amazing yeah um okay now i've basically just gotta like kind of rethink because like we're sort of overlapping here oh i'm so sorry i didn't know to get too into it I got real, real angsty while I was reading that article. I was like, this is not scientific and I'm not a scientist, but even I can tell you this. The whole story of yogurt is interesting because in a lot of ways, there are a lot of reasons why yogurt kind of shouldn't have taken off in America. (laughs) Ooh, let's hear those. I'm very curious. I mean, yes and no. Like, it's creamy. It's milky. Like, it's... There's things that make sense. But just, like, fermented foods in general, like, I was reading a couple articles where it's, like, fermented foods are kind of antithetical to the typical American diet, aka white mm. people diet, mm. where we have developed taste preferences for sweet and fatty foods instead of like sour or strong flavors. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's like your white bread, peanut butter and jelly. It's not your kimchi and like yogurt. <laughs> I love white bread and jelly. <laughs> You're allowed to. You're allowed to. And I also I think- like kimchi now that i've tried it guys and also i really really do like all the other stuff yeah i mean it's like it's such a stereotype of just like you know white people not being able to handle stuff and i think that obviously as we've become a more and more like multicultural society that's this is changing yeah but like yeah like you know immigrants have brought us a lot of very delicious things God bless them. Yes. So. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I was like, do I want to go on a tangent of how we're all immigrants in North America? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But I feel like there's a difference between being an immigrant and being a colonizer. Yes, absolutely. Anywho. So anyway, yes. In the mid 2000s, we're kind of seeing a shift in modern bioscience away from a, quote, rationalistic authority with a focus on and most importantly, an investment in hopeful futures. So I think this kind of explains a lot of like yogurt success. And it kind of also explains 
I was just going to say two of the articles I read on this were definitely 100% either sponsored by a yogurt company <gasps> or had a conflict of interest noted at the bottom of it. And I was like, it's big yogurt. It's everywhere. The big gurt. <laughs> big gurt. I don't care for that at all. <laughs> yeah, but this is even more like, yeah, like it's definitely people are paying for the studies. But it's also mm. this idea that it's like, for like since the 2000s we seem to be placing as much if not more value on the well we're seeing a link to a healthier gut flora with eating yogurt <laughs> like think of the implications if this is good like it's not even a like the link proof. word is i think so yeah like, important. yeah so it's like all of these like early reports about probiotics and like yogurt's health benefits it's all about the potential and not, like, clinically proven truths. <laughs> Which I think, and well, maybe how? now we're kind of moving away, but, like, not really. I don't know. I just, that's... I mean, are there still yogurt commercials and ads? Yes. I think we are not moving away fast enough. Is that 110% of what I'm about to be talking about today? Yes, it is. Wonderful. There are some things that yogurt can probably help, and it's all diarrhea, so... <laughs> cool. <laughs> Okay, I read a couple, and by read I mean extremely skimmed, uh, some information on a couple studies. So there's these one people, this one study that wanted to check on the effect of a daily consumption of probiotic yogurt on oxidative stress in pregnant women. Which is like an Ooh. imbalance between like oxidant and antioxidant forces. So... I don't, I don't know what either of those are. I don't know. I, I just assume it means, like, you're low on antioxidants. Also, total, like, kind of mm. side note here, but, like, not all yogurt is probiotic. Like, not all of it actually has these good cultures. Some of it is so mass-produced and, like, crap these days. Are you going to get into this? Oh, I actually kind of skipped this, but yeah. But yeah, like, there's regulatory boards in some country, like, in China. They're like, it has to have this many, like, live cultures per however much but like that's not everywhere sometimes you're just eating funny like milk yeah well and then even like if you do have even like probiotic yogurt like you like it e even using like industrial like mass-produced yogurt doesn't really work to like start your own yogurt cultural because the bacterial cultures are so weak and like crappy that they don't last long. you mean to make your own yogurt like at home yeah like typically like if you're gonna make like you use it like a starter like Mm. sourdough from what i was reading so it's like you could use like a little bit of like store-bought yogurt to like but you can't because it's so crappy Is you could like it just won't like work again like after a couple mm. times like it but won't produce oh is it like how in like grocery store bought like tomatoes and like seeds and stuff like that like you can't actually use the seeds to grow new fruit with them because they've been so genetically modified sometimes um, is that a thing yeah, I mean, I think with almost, like, those, like, seeds and stuff, it's more because they don't want you to grow it, and then they, like, that has more to do with, like, patents and, like, weird propri proprietary The fact that we like, have control. proprietary rules on literal food is insane, but I Yeah, I think with yogurt, it has more to do with the fact that it's, like, they're not looking for cultures that are going to be long-lasting. It's they're looking for cultures that will, like, create a mass industrial product and will, like, like travel well. Yeah. yeah. Oof, troubling. So anyway, yogurt doesn't do anything to help women who are... At all. Like, pregnant. I don't know. I mean, it's... No. So 
that was a study that was basically, it's just like, I don't even know why I'm telling you. There was also a study that they did with like identical twins and they found (gasps) no difference in gut health between a twin eating yogurt and a twin not. Shocking. Uh, And disturbing. Hilarious. Um, Okay, let's just talk about yogurt in like like mass culture because that's what we're really here for the quote american gendering of yogurt as a sweet girly snack so accurate and yeah so basically yogurt in america has been completely neutered and de-exoticized from its middle eastern origins yeah and the word neutered there like that's fun. And I'm kind of... Like, it's so aggressive. It's aggressive. And, it. and I'm taking it from the, it's one article that I read. But it also, like, it has so many meanings. Like, it means, like, neutered as in it's made, like, rendered, like, effectively neutral. Like, we're supposed to see it as just, like, a neutral. Like, it's just yogurt. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a food. It's not a huge symbol of culture and diet and mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. whiteness. Um, but it is. So the Greek modifier, so like Greek yogurt, Ooh, which yes. we're going to get to in a little bit, it is one example of a sort of like re-exoticism, but it's still framed as like super white, <laughs> super non-threatening. So that's okay. fun. Because delicious. yes, no matter what, food is always framed by the cultural lens and history where it was consumed. Uh, what did I find? Oh, there's this one quote where apparently this is the first time in America that like yogurt's were like talked about in like the news media. So this is 1946, the LA Times announces that yogurt is quote, a comparatively little known dairy product, which is gaining popularity in the United States as a health food and could be found in bottles in the milk aisle in many grocery stores. Oh, that's terrible. It's yes. So then also I just like wish all yogurt was served in bottles, not in like plastic containers. But anyways. Yeah. Like I want my yogurt really runny to use for smoothies. Okay. Well, no, but we'll get there. <laughs> Thank you. Please continue. Uh you mentioned Danone, which I always want to call the like kid version. What is it, like Danino? Yeah. And they have, it's like Danette or something like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is that the lady version yes, of this? Yes, except Ridiculous. it's all lady. It's the ladier. So you have Activia for dykes and then you have Danette for your girls. I don't think you're allowed to use that word. Um, anyway. I can't even making fun of people who are making fun of it. Okay. Well, I can't edit this whole thing out. The thing is, so anyway, in 1953 is sort of the first instance of uh Danone adding sweeteners and flavorings to kind of more Americanize the yogurt and that started with vanilla and then pretty shortly after they did the fruit on the bottom concept which was already sort of happening in like Europe because you're like adding compote and stuff to to yogurt but they changed the game in America they changed the game in America made it even more like palatable by making it sweeter I was going to say having plain yogurt as a, like to trying to serve that to a North American seems like a really risky business decision. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing with the fruit in the bottom, like the reason that it went on the bottom and not like the top, which kind of makes more sense. Like if you're going to add compote, 
but it's apparently was to sort of skirt the U.S. like food safety standards at the time, which required oh. dairy products not to be mixed with anything else. But then apparently if it's on the bottom, it's fine. <laughs> Interesting. I was thinking it had to do with, because I was reading, like, again, I briefly read this and I did not want to get into how to make all the different, like, 18 different million mm. ways of yogurt. But it's like, if you have something that is going to be, like, a set yogurt as opposed to, like, a stirred, mm. uh, you have to just, like, put it immediately in the container and then it just does its thing in there. Like, that's where all the fermentation and everything is happening. Yeah. So I kind of just assumed it's because they just put that in and were like, okay, seal that up and it's done. I don't know. Although I suppose I could have done it on top anyways. Whatever. I just read this on the internet. Like, I'm not saying it's fully <laughs> true. Uh, but, so that's fruited yogurt. But going back to plain yogurt, like, in the 50s, they were trying to market the plain yogurt as, like, a way to, quote, eat your way to health. Whoa. Which is, like, the, it's the same, it's always the same shit. Everyone, yeah, same shit, different day. Yeah, and it's like they're really focusing on the milk aspect of it. Like, it is cultured milk you can eat with a spoon because milk is wholesome. Milk is American. (laughs) It's glass bottles dropped off by a man in a white uniform in a little truck. Yeah, and yogurt is that, but even, like, healthier. Huh, that's so interesting. And now it's like, you don't talk about the fact that it's made out of milk. You totally only want to talk about the fact that it's got like all these probiotics. Yeah, totally. But it's the same Ooh. sort of angle. Yeah. Um, in the 70s, <laughs> apparently there were articles that were claiming that even though Americans were like eating quite a bit of yogurt, apparently like a lot of them didn't even like the sour stuff. <laughs> Like, I just keep putting it in my mouth. I don't know what's happening. I know. It's, like, such a classic, like, I like, like 70s, just, like, kind of racist, kind of, like, xenophobic. Like, oh. I don't know. Like, the only white people who are eating this are, like, health nuts and hippies. Which, I mean, I guess, kind of, because the counterculture movement really did help yogurt. That is quite a statement right there. <laughs> well, I... Which brings us to the feminist movement and yogurt gaining a reputation as a, scare quote, black market cure for yeast infections. I'm feeling so angsty about, like, products and companies being used for, like, pushing feminist bullshit or, like, pushing, like, any sort of a gendered agenda, especially as we are recording the day after International Women's Day, and I received yesterday, let me, this is a total sidebar, I'm so sorry to distract you, but I need to tell you about this email that I received from DHL, of all people. Like, first of all, don't know who I'm on a list for those fuckers. Second of all, let me tell you what this is. It was, like, a happy International Women's Day, and then it's a bunch of facts about how women being in charge of businesses and being allocated more wealth helps their communities and leads to like more prosperity for everyone in general. And I was like, cool, these are some nice facts. Where is your fucking breakdown of your board? Where are your stats about your own company? Nope, none of that. Just like, here's some information about why women are great in business. Never mind. Let's just ignore the rest of that fucking issue. I was livid. So thank you for listening. And again, just like the sheer amount of things you can purchase from like multinational conglomerate bullshit companies that are just like paying their employees a slave wage and women are obviously the ones taking the brunt of those sorts of things and 
just like a t-shirt that says girl power being made by a woman in a factory in like india making no money and having no rights doesn't really do shit for no one international women's day has become like the new like breast cancer awareness pink washing oh that's bullshit too isn't it the worst complete anyway sorry no 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 there's like here the thing about yogurt and like the feminist movement is that it wasn't companies taking this was like an own like the like anti-establishment like bra burning feminists of the 70s were and and i don't know if this is actually a thing because like probably they were i mean hello mom you once have told me to put yogurt in my vagina when i had a yeast infection no and then you take a bath and wash it out but (laughs) oh my so it's not not a thing but it isn't enough of a thing that during a 1973 police raid of a woman's health clinic, because rude. That's so rude. A container of strawberry yogurt was confiscated from an employee's lunch because the police were concerned that it was going to be used to, like, treat a woman's vagina. So much of that needs unpacking. Yeah, like, someone was literally charged with, like, attempting to cure a yeast infection with yogurt. According to this one article, and it all seems like a bit. But can you imagine that happening now with like medication or like cream for a yeast infection? Audacity. Where this part of your lunch is now not yours. Bye. Can you imagine someone going up to someone who's like, I don't know, has asthma and be like, "Mm, excuse me, are you about to use that inhaler? Like, I'm going to have to charge you with attempting to cure this person's asthma. Like. Helping them to breathe. Like, <sighs> not to fully equate, like, a yeast infection with being able to breathe, but, like, women's health is important. Some days I'd rather have a little bit of more of a struggle with the breathing than, oh my god, no, just anyways. So, yes, anyway, yogurt sales increased by 200% from 1970 to 1980 and continued to grow because wow. the low-cal craze of the 80s was a thing. 200% hay in 10 years. Yeah. That's wild. Which I think like that's definitely where we see the jump of it as just like sour stuff consumed by like hippies. Mm. And then like a real tried and true diet food. That is so crazy. And just like interesting to see how like, okay, we have these women who are not necessarily like being, I don't know, were they, maybe this is the question in it all, is were these women who were like very like, feminist and very like a little bit you know more counterculture burning your bras blah 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 were they being advertised to already at this point and it or was it like the feedback loop of like they were buying a lot of it because it had sort of been marketed and like they like as a health food and they were kind of just like okay like I guess like we'll eat it and then it got really popular with that kind of group of people and then subsequently like people realized that in the marketing teams and we're like okay let's advertise this to women um, like where where does that start? I think it comes later, like in the eighties. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like we're seeing that shift into like working women and like. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of where it coincided. Like as the American culture kind of takes a neoconservative turn with like Reaganism and like Thatcherism, like Ooh. all of that of the eighties. Like we're seeing <laughs> the sort of like fake 
like girl power stuff that we continue to see. Um, Mm -hmm. And part of that is sort of a way where also because like TV ads are more of a thing by the, like the eighties. You can like women are at work. So you can market it as like a work lunch and it's like, don't worry, like, you can fill yourself up with just, like, a single-serving cup. Like, a little tiny... If someone ever tried to tell me that my lunch was a fucking single-serving of yogurt, just I would slap them in the fucking face. lunch for a tiny baby woman that you are. Ugh. Tiny baby woman is literally the title of every woman's autobiography. It's, like, <laughs> how I feel trying to explain to men what I'm not. A tiny baby woman? Yeah. Rude. Yeah. Rude. Rude indeed. So I guess just to conclude on that point, though, Mm. is that, like, we are seeing in the 70s and at this point when this popularity is really growing, these ads being very much focused on health food as opposed to a very gendered health food. Is that correct? Yeah. So I think it's kind of you're going into the health food. And I actually didn't really write down as much about the sort of transition there. But definitely Mm. it's like those ads were all like, and even from the 50s, like that's where you're seeing it's like, it's a cultured milk you can eat with a spoon. Like the wholesome, like the focus has always been on yogurt as a health food. And I guess just like at the 80s, they were like realized that they'd lost men to that completely. I just just like didn't feel like marketing to men. They were like, (laughs) Oh, that's funny. And I almost wonder, and and I'm going to get into this a little bit later too, but it's like, there's something like about like, yeah, like you're like, I don't know, something about like eating things with a spoon just seems like, and maybe it's because we've, I've seen so many yogurt ads in my life. It's just. We're like a hundred percent conditioned now. Yeah. Whereas it's like man's food is like, you just eat it with your hands and. That's kind of, I'm thinking though, is like, it would just be a real uphill battle to try and fight against the burger ads and the meat ads and like all of those kinds of things that were being marketed so strongly to men. It's like, why are we trying to get yogurt in that game? Like, let's put it in an arena that it can fight in. Yeah. I mean, it already sounds like yoga. Let's just mix them together. (laughs) What is at the bottom of your cup of yogurt? Oh, it's a tiny, tiny piece of yoga mat, actually. (laughs) It's a new collector pack. If you get every flavor, you can make yourself a yoga mat. You can quilt yourself a yogurt yoga This is mat. genius. We should actually do that. Oh my god, no. Um, okay, I do just want to do a quick sidebar about Sorry. Greek yogurt. No, no, no. And yeah. then we're going to really get into ads. So yeah. Greek yogurt was sort of the second like real boost and is what really catapulted yogurt into like the queen of the dairy food. I don't know, category. <laughs> um, Sour cream didn't stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Because yogurt can be sour cream, but sour cream can't be yogurt. I defy you. If you ever had a little, little scoop of sour cream, no, I, That's no, true. I'm Actually, cream cheese it. is currently trying to be yogurt. Have you seen those ads for like Philadelphia, like dessert cream cheese? It's like, get the, okay, out of here. Okay, what about those ads from like the early 2000s with that woman? She had kind of like curly brownish, reddish hair, and she was like presented yeah, she's as like the an Philadelphia angel. cream cheese lady. That's, is she still doing it? I, I haven't watched like, a TV ad in ages. I feel like I saw a YouTube ad where they were like trying to find someone, like it was like the star search for the next Philadelphia cream cheese lady. That's horrifying. No one could ever replace her. But also yeah. women are disposable. I mean, she had that gig for quite a long time. She was no longer a tiny baby lady. (laughs) 
Anyway, Greek yogurt was invented, aka not at all invented, because it's just labne, which is strained yogurt. <laughs> and it's been around like in Sorry, I thought Turkey. you said strange for a minute, and I was just like, yeah, it's weird, I guess. Strained. And like, again, no. <laughs> I've been making yogurt cheese. Like, my mom has been putting yogurt in cheesecloths. And then using the leftover whey to, like, make muffins since well before Greek yogurt was a thing. Well, there you go. Also, the founder of Chobani, which is one of America's foremost Greek yogurt brands, is Turkish. Hmm. So. Well, that's kind of nice. So it's like, then why is it Greek if you're Turkish? But technically, the first company to introduce strained yogurt to America was Greek. And that's. Fage, phage. Hmm. That company apparently tried to sue Chobani, claiming that Greek yogurt should have to be produced in Greece. To which Chobani was like, "Nah, we just mean the process is Greek, even though there's like so many cultures with like strained yogurt." But anyway, okay, let's talk advertisement. Finally, um, challenging Julie Curtis. Yes. So as we have all seen and are very well aware, yogurt especially in advertising, is coded as, quote, an acceptable way for hardworking women to spoil themselves. <sighs> it's the most depressing sentence that you've ever uttered. If I ever say to you, oh, I'm just going to treat myself and have a little yogurt, just have me shot. I mean, here's the thing. There's some yogurt that is straight up dessert. I mean, that's so delicious. Of course it's delicious. I just don't want my life to come down to a place where I have to treat anything I eat like it's the massive treat of my day. I want my entire life to be a treat. Yes. And to the point where it's like, ooh, you know what? Like, I don't need sex. I've got a small cup of yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's rough. Yeah. The individual serving cup is just like really telling about the the way in which so much of this is like it's all about weight loss, which is, like, mm -hmm. obviously, of course it is, because it's about, like, women and diet and, like, health. Women's health is always about weight loss and staying thin. And you know what the easiest way is to make a super, like, sweet dessert thing that's, like, under 100 calories? Is make it really fucking small. <laughs> I was gonna say, I know that there are tinier portions for kids, but I feel as though a lot of the same size portions as like the single serving for women cups are the exact same size as the kind they give to kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like your five-year-old boy, boy here, you can have the snack the same size as a 40-year-old woman. I mean, but at least he's growing. <laughs> <sighs> Kidding. Uh, um, yes. So, but, and it's like, as always, like with all like diet foods, it's this really messed up mix of like, super like sweetened like flavored yogurts like there's so many of them that like like they're always marketed as like an alternative to traditional desserts and I are some of key lime pie mm. yeah it's like they've definitely totally key lime pie was the first one i thought of there's also like i've definitely seen cheesecake flavorings i feel like i've seen chocolate yogurt which is just like of course there's so many chocolate yogurts or the ones that are like chocolate yogurts, but then they have, have you seen these in the store? They have like Smarties and a cup on top that you can add in. No! What the heck is wrong with people? Oh, 
it's just an abomination. Um, Yeah. And then of course, like we all know exactly the women, the people consuming women consuming the yogurt in these ads are always so happy, smiling, slim, fair skinned. Like what color is that belly in the Activia ads? It's super duper white. So white. So toned. I'm like so toned. Ridiculous. I don't know, man. It's like that women smiling at salads and like being happy to put a tampon in is my like the trifecta of trash. It's just like, yeah, running through a field in white pants. I would never. (laughs) Laughing at your salad. Uh, it's so brutal yeah and it's just like it's so mean to just like represent it's like all you have to do to look exactly like these models is eat yogurt (laughs) yeah and then there's also like so much like going back to yoga like they focus on you know an habitual activity like a daily yoga like working out regularly and Mm -hmm. eating yogurt as another like as equivalent you know so and that's like you get into the activia challenge like let i i do remember these i forgot about them oh my goodness yeah and it's like part of the ad is like challenging you to buy their product for like what two weeks like you've got to like what an aggressive stance like i dare you i dare you to buy 14 yogurts and eat them all (laughs) <laughs> that's so rough oh my it's gosh. just like oh jamie lee curtis why you know what she's a complicated lady she she is she yes also again just like i don't want to fault any woman who's like in her 40s in hollywood for trying to get a paycheck ah nah it's whatever it's fine you, you jamie lee for sure for sure but that's the thing like you hire these like poster people and, like, they don't even need to be, like, Jamie Lee Curtis. But it's just all you need is just, yeah, a thin, youthful, energetic, beautiful, white woman. Mm-hmm. And you don't even need to, like, say that your product is healthy because people are just going to read it. It's like, oh, like, the woman's in yoga pants. This is a health food and it's going to be good it's for me. crazy how we're so, like, coded and programmed to like okay that's what that is like i just easily picked out what's going on in this ad i know it subconsciously yeah because we're just so bombarded all the time like we need so little like exposition we we know all of the syntax of it's immediately contextualized for you it's like yeah there you go this is what it is yeah yep my goodness however Mm. but then not however then which is well okay so yes because we know how to read ads because we're we see them all the hacking time that allows the sort of newer ish twist on yogurt ads which is satirical masculinity (gasps) which is where it's like a whole turn in like the past i don't know seven or what so years where some of these like traditionally feminized food companies and just companies in general are like, wait a minute, like let's market to dudes because why not broaden our market? But they do so by like 
trying to be self-aware and like it's like and but then like making jokes and like the ads are funny the yogurt example is uh yaple's fluffy greek 100 calorie yogurt commercials which feature action star dominic purcell who's in like who's that i don't i don't know i don't recognize him he's like a huge like hang on i'm gonna look beefy dude he's in like i don't know prison break does anyone know about Prison Break anymore? I no. I mean, I think the ad's from like 2014, so like it's dated. Look up his yogurt ad. Oh my god, he's so beefy! Holy shit! Yeah. Prison Break. Yeah, where is your ad? <laughs> Basically, he's a giant burly man eating a tiny yogurt cup with a tiny spoon, and saying it tastes like a fluffy cloud in like a deep, serious voice. Do you mind if I watch this real quick? No, watch it. I I didn't even watch it. I just read the thing. And I, like, saw pictures. You may not be able to tell from the look of my face, but I'm very, very hungry. <laughs> I need something that satiates my tum-tum. Something with just enough protein to seek out my hunger and eliminate it. That's called satiety. And your play Greek 100 is very effective at providing it. Satiety. Make your tummy happy. Mm. Your play. My. <laughs> that was very strange. Also, he has one of those Chris Kardashian fridges in this ad that's just like wall to wall with yogurt. <laughs> very good, of course. So, yeah, it's like a whole. It's like this, and it's like dudes like eating salads and. And even, like, the Old Spice ads, it's all kind of thing where it's, Mm. like, trying to, like, through humor and, like, irony and, like, sort of adopting the same visual language as, like, the, you know, It's the safest way to do something kind of, like, more unique and the more controversial. Like, because it's still, the ad's still there. But it's also like, uh huh. It's a joke. Yeah, and it's like you don't need to, like, don't worry, man. Like, you don't need to, like, question your sexuality, or like, you don't need to worry about other dudes questioning your sexuality if you're like eating yogurt or like caring about like self care and like buying like hair products. Because look at these like super strong dudes. Like, they eat yogurt too. It's wild. Just, like, how sad is it the patriarchy's made men not feel comfortable buying yogurt? Like, calm down. I know. Well, and then what's even sadder is it's like, yeah, sure, then we can think that these are, like, subverting those gender roles and, like, poking fun at them. But no, because they're totally reinforcing them because you're still, like, well, the, the quote from this one article, which was so good, it's, quote, It is comical to see Purcell's big hands skillfully wield a tiny spoon with which to eat yogurt but only because his association with masculine power remains intact. Yeah. It's like, it's not subverting it because he's still a giant dude. And you're still making fun of the idea that yogurt, like still making fun of yogurt as a women's food. Like the, the women's, like the feminization of yogurt is the punchline, not him. Mm-hmm. And not even That's how right. big he is. Like it's, ugh. <laughs> anyway. 
it's just exclusively like, haha, look at this cool dude. Can you imagine he would bother fucking with anything that a lady does? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ridiculous. New concept for a really modern, woke yogurt ad. Yeah. It's just a bunch of really skinny, weird stoner dudes unironically chowing down on some yogurt. Well, I mean, you know what those ads are? What? Yop. Like, yop. Oh, that's true. They already did it. Gosh, I'm so clever. But that's like children. Yop. They're so bad. I love it. Oh, gosh. The yops and the girts. Why? Children can say full words, you know. Why did we think yop was a good... They're so yucky. And like the worst part, if I may digress for yes. a moment, no, this the is no worst digress. part about a yop is that if they get even the slightest bit warm, which they will in your lunchbox, <sighs> it's basically a crime against humanity. <laughs> what a crime! It's so bad. Oh, and they're always like the worst, like strawberry and banana. Never put a banana with anything. I think that's rude. I want to enjoy my strawberry yop without having to worry. <sighs> I know it's so bad or like the gogurt tubes the only time actually I liked those frozen those weren't bad then no. but only some of the flavors no you had yeah it had to be frozen but only like a little bit so that you could like actually get it out the cuts on your fucking mouth like a freezy cut oh my god throw back to that do yogurt tubes still exist I'm sure they do probably I feel actually like 95% positive that they do I'm gonna look it up right now for us actually yeah And I feel like drinkable yogurt is, like, making a comeback. I, again, drinkable yogurt, good, because it's easier to pour into your smoothie. You don't have to get a spoon dirty. That's true. I mean, I do love kefir. Kefir? Kefir? I don't know. One of them's a racial slur and the other one's correct. Really? There's a slur? Yeah. In South Africa, it means, like, it's the N-word, apparently. Oh, no. Which is part of the reason why I was like, let's not get into that. I already can't say anything correctly. Well, spoiler alert to you. We will be doing a little mini app on... Kefir? <laughs> Kefir? K-E-F-I-R. Kefir. Because it's different than yogurt and it's very fun. It's got... There's a fun Kefir. myth about it, too. That's fun. Oh, yeah. There's definitely tubes. Ugh, strawberry banana, all of them. No. Ugh, everything is strawberry banana here. Everything. <laughs> Can we just Black please... cherry Greek yogurt is real good, though. Ugh. Ugh. I'd have that as a nice little treat. <laughs> yeah, treat yourself. You hardworking white woman, you. <laughs> Two of those things. Oh my goodness. Okay, we should take pictures of ourselves eating, like... I have Greek yogurt in the fridge. I can take a little. Okay. That's the post for this one, guys. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to buy one for tomorrow and take one. I feel like. I mean, you don't already, as a white woman, have a bunch of yogurt in your fridge. That's I don't. Really weird I go through phases of buying it and then I don't eat it and then it just goes bad and then I feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm having real trouble with is getting through this block of cheddar cheese I got in my fridge. I'm I... worried it's going to go bad any day now. I had a block of. Uh... Yeah, cheddar. No, it was mozzarella. That like the end. Mm. I was gonna make a 
baked mac and cheese and then all of a sudden it was like Yum. the end of this has fully blue mold on it like gotta go that's so rough and i hate how they're like you can't actually eat it if the mold's there because even if you cut the bit off it's already got its tentacles in you here's the thing cheese already is mold exactly but i am i that one i i can't eat again it's dairy i can't fuck with it i won't there's like a certain level yeah no if it's like got full blue no i can't do it if there's like a spot on the end and i cut off like three inches from there then i'll eat it Mm-hmm. Yes. That's such a waste. Yeah, it is. Apparently, food waste was up this year, like 15% or something like that. Which just tragic. Weird. Oh, one thing that I didn't even, I totally forgot to mention. I don't even know how I skipped this in my notes. But, like, the other thing about Greek yogurt that's, like, kind of messed up is that... <laughs> by, like, straining it, they're creating so much, like, waste because, like, all of the whey, like, they don't know what to do with. So then, like, the big industrial whey is just, like, getting dumped and it's, like, over-acidifying, like, the landfill. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Is there something that needs whey? I don't know if you can, like, reuse, like, whey. I mean, in, like, your own personal home cooking. sell it as well. Here's your yogurt. It comes with a side of whey. Like the little bottles on the alcohol bottles, you know? Or like the mini shampoos with the other big shampoos. Oh my goodness. No, here's the thing. Just get normal yogurt and strain it through like a coffee filter or like cheesecloth yourself and then use the whey to make muffins. Hot take right there. That's a hot take. That's a, that's a carry special. That and the yogurt and the badge. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I... Mm. Cannot perhaps legally condone that one. No, nobody does. (laughs) Nobody condones that. So, again, it's twenty twenty one. We should have comprehensive like sex ed and like biology that teaches girls how to care for their vaginas. Yes. Anyways, that's all I got for today. What else you got? Um, Nah, that's it. Uh, yeah, no, just now I'm hungry for yogurt and it's, uh, I want like a sweet dessert of yogurt. I want like, I have applesauce. Maybe I'll eat that. I'm going to go take my plain Greek yogurt and I'm going to mix it with honey. So there you go. Ooh, that's nice. Because it's food of the gods, y'all. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm Um, yeah, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Please, uh. Leave us a nice comment on, I don't know, can you leave comments on Spotify? I don't know how things work, but try. And definitely you can on Apple Podcasts. Please do that. It would be really nice if you said nice things. Yeah. And also send us a picture of you eating some white lady yogurt yes. to Andrew Staples Pod yeah. at Instagram.com. That is us. Follow us there. Um, Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your foes. <laughs> and uh we'll talk to you uh i don't know in a couple weeks (laughs) whatever okay bye bye thanks for listening everybody